listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you enjoy the chat. Hello and uh, welcome to another episode of RPC Ramblings. Uh, my name is John Torrance. I am, or you may know me as the assistant of Rich Hill Presbyterian Church, soon to be the minister of Second St. Fields Presbyterian Church. Um, so I should mention that uh, just in case you're listening to this uh, later in the summer. Um, but I am joined with uh, two of my my friends, uh, Alex Richardson and uh, Leslie Ann Wilkinson. Do you guys, Alex, you want to say hi? Well, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. And Leslie Ann, how are you? I'm good, thanks, John. Yeah, I'm well. Leslie Ann, I've been informed that you've got some top drawer gardening, gardening chat for us. Um, well, up here, so you better deliver. Yeah, I know it would be very easy for me to be like, "Yes, I'm an expert," but it's totally Chris. Chris is um, gardening flat out. Well, in the last couple of days with nicer weather, so we have got our limited um, flowers from the shop because no, we can't get anything anywhere. But our local garage had a few, <laughs> literally a few random flowers. So I think we ended up with eight, which we have very deliberately spread across different pots and things to be put around the house to try and get any color. And our veg, some veg started, and I've got my, all my herbs inside, so I'm spritzing them daily, and yeah, very keen. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> sad, good. sad, but sure. No, I mean, that's great. I mean, Chris, yeah. I mean, Chris is a really, yeah. he's a really good gardener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first time I went to your house, I was like, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> he's, he's not messing could, about, like. <laughs> no, he's really not, because his chat, his chat's hilarious. Like, he's, like you, you, think, you think he's a complete noob, but then actually, like, he's not at all. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll not ask you, Alex, about your gardening. I think we'll... Uh, Alex, what about the cycling? Are you still cycling? Yeah, I mean, still on the turbo trainer. To be honest, the weather has picked up the last few days and uh, just makes me want to get out um, side on the bike all the more. Um, obviously, you can't, but um, no, still on the turbo trainer, cycling away. Um was in Yorkshire the other day, so <laughs> awful <laughs> hilly, um, <laughs> the, the virtual cycling. So... Can yeah. you take can you take it outside? You know, do you have an extension cable? Can you go to the garden with your? I at, at, well, I open the patio doors and it's kind of like half in, half out. Um, oh. it's all to do with Bluetooth connection, but no, it's great. Um, even open the patio doors, it's lovely. So, <laughs> feel the breeze, feel the breeze through your hair. It's great and make it feel real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, great. It was great to have you on. Um, particularly today, we're going to be talking about well, probably quite a difficult topic for us. We're not going to profess to, to know all the answers uh, and to have deep theological insight, but we're going to be talking about uh, sacraments today. And I sort of give that caveat just so you know, um, well, well, yeah, we call this RPC ramblings for a reason. Um, but the sort of the purpose of this podcast, um, if, this, if you don't know if it's your first time listening, is that we are seeking to equip uh, the members of Ritual Presbyterian Church and the friends uh, of Ritual Presbyterian Church Uh, And particularly as we live in lockdown and particularly as we live in the midst of COVID-19. And we spent a few episodes sort of responding how we should respond uh, to COVID-19, how we should react. And now we're thinking about how as Christians, as we sort of settle down into a bit more of normal life. And one of the topics, as I said, we want to talk about is sacraments. Um, And the reason we're talking about this is because um, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know um, that one of the things that that we are that we have lost, one of the things that uh, one of the results of COVID nineteen is that we're without uh, public worship, mm. and part of public worship um, 
is the administering of the sacraments. That's what how you know what is a true church is a, the preaching of the words and the faithful administration of the sacraments. And uh, as we talk about this, um, you're listening, you might be thinking to yourself, well, I know very little about the sacraments, or maybe this is something you've thought about yourself and you're wondering, well, what is the church's response? What are, are we to do in terms of the sacraments? Um, uh, particularly, we're trying to do lots of things online, but it begs a question. What about sacraments? Do we uh, need to be doing sacraments online? But we'll, we'll get to that uh, later on. And I'm going to begin, I suppose, by um, asking uh, asking Alex and Lizanne to give a, a sort of general explanation of the sacraments. Um, but before I do that, I'm actually going to read um, what the Westminster Confession of Faith says about them. So the Westminster Confession of Faith, uh, for those of you who don't know, is uh, sort of the uh, uh, sort of the coming together of our sort of theological understanding of the bible it's what uh, the you know the officers the ministers and elders of the presbyterian church of ireland subscribe to as the confession of their faith but this is what it says about sacraments and then you guys ready to jump in and, and help us understand it so this comes from uh, chapter uh, 21 and this is what it says it says sacraments are holy signs and seals of the covenant of grace immediately instituted by god to represent christ and his benefits and to confirm our interests in him, as also to put a visible difference between those that belong to the church and the rest of the world, and to solemnly engage them to the service of God in Christ, according to his word. Okay, that's quite a mouthful, um, but uh, either of you guys uh, wanna help us understand, give us a general understanding of what we mean when we talk about sacraments. Yeah, um, maybe I'll just touch on, oh. I'm part of what the, the Westminster Confession says, because you said it's quite a mouthful there, John. Um, signs and seals are, are language that's that's used in the Westminster Confession of Faith, and I think that's exactly what sacraments are. They are a sign um, pointing to someone, namely Christ, and they, they also point to what he has done. Um, so all that he has done in his life, death, and resurrection. Um, so in that sense, they're a sign of, of Christ, and what he has done... Um, but they're also a seal. Um, they're a guarantee um, of the promises that we have um, in what Christ has done. Um, maybe a helpful way to think about this is, I got the post the other day um, from Boris Johnson. He wrote a letter um, to say what he was doing. And you know, I, I know that 330 billion um, has been promised to people um, we have local businesses. I know that the NHS, there's lots happening there. There's lots being done. But Boris wanted to, to guarantee um, that, that that was being done. And so how did he do that? He wrote a letter and he signed it um, with his own name, almost as a seal to, to guarantee promises. So, uh, And I think that's something similar um, with the sacraments. They are a sign pointing to what Christ has done, and they are a seal uh, guaranteeing um the promises of what Christ has done uh, to us who, who believe. Um, so I think, yeah, signs and seals. Yeah. And it talks about the covenant of grace. Uh, mm. I suppose there are signs maybe of means of grace, or they are not, not signs of, they are the means of grace. Perhaps you could, um, Leslie, and comment mm -hmm. on what we mean when we talk about a means of grace. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think we had used that term previously when talking about the church so it's good now to maybe clarify what we mean um, but means of grace in that we receive grace 
when we partake in these things uh, maybe we haven't yet said what they are but it's the baptism and the lord's supper and and when we partake as god's people uh, we receive grace not saving grace we don't believe that doing these things um, makes us a christian whenever you want to think about it but grace in that through these things god transforms us he he changes us he assures us of what we have been given in christ and um, he helps us to persevere in our faith um, that as we, as God's people, do this together, we um, see one another and we are encouraged by one another. Um, that, yeah, that, that as we protect, we, we're being strengthened by the Holy Spirit, that that is the work of grace in us, that uh, as the Holy Spirit works on our hearts through the physical means, of uh, physical acts of doing these things, um, there's that spiritual work of grace within us. So it is, it's it's worth clarifying because it's so unlike anything that maybe we're used to. And I, I think it's maybe more than, than we have, think it is, than maybe we tend to think it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and actually the confession talks about that, doesn't it? It talks about a visible yeah. difference between those that belong to the church and the rest of the world. Um, so it is it's something that is, it is strange, certainly if we're looking at it from a worldly position, it is strange. Um, I, I suppose one of the things um, I want to sort of chip in, I don't know if you guys are going to mention this, but um, like what it's not is sometimes helpful in understanding what sacraments are. And it, it's not an act of remembrance. Um, sometimes we think of the Lord's Supper as an act of remembrance. Um, when we look back at what God has done for me and as we consider that, then that's to prompt us uh, to good works or it's to prompt us to, to service. But it's much more than that. As you said, it's, it's kind of the, um, it is, it's, it's the working of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. uh, strengthening us, filling us, us filling us, uh, filling us with uh, the grace of God. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned baptism and Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this a little bit more. What are they or how are they, um, how do they represent Christ and his benefits? Um, what's, sort of let's describe what's going on. Uh, in each of those things. Paul, maybe do you want to talk about baptism? Um, do you want to do that first? And then, Leslie, maybe you can talk about the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so baptism, um, I think for, for Christians, uh, for their, their households and for their families, um, it's it's uh, a sign in um, pointing us to um, what God has 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 done or, or promised his people. It's a sign um, to say that um, yeah, God has purchased us. He has made us his own um, and we belong to him. Um, and uh, I think it's, a, it's also a seal then in the sense that whenever we enter into to baptism, whenever we um, come in um, to, to God's people to, to join the community of, of believers, um, we, we also know that those, the promises that um, God has, has promised in scripture that have been given to us um, in Jesus Christ. They are true for us. They are uh, a reality, not just past, not just future, but um, present. Um, so, yeah. It's really, is house baptism such a wonderful picture of the gospel in that way? Because, uh, you know, when we sort of look at the baby being baptized, you know, the baby is absolutely helpless in that situation. And it's such a reminder that our the grace that we receive from God, those benefits that you mentioned, well, we don't receive them because of who we are or what we can do or what we've done, but because it's God, really. It's a complete act of, of God. And I think um, in terms of how that it's a sacrament or how it fills us, how it strengthens us, 
um, we look at baptism and, and sometimes we think baptism is for the baby or it's for the family. But actually baptism is for those, it's for the members of the church. As we look at that baby being baptized, we're to remember uh, how God chose us and called us to be a part of his kingdom, how he enabled us, you know, to benefit all these benefits here in the gospel mm. preached mm. and get, have an opportunity to repent um, and, and also, also being washed clean um, in the same way the baby is is washed clean. Um, yeah, yeah, really helpful. No, completely. And, and I think on that, you know, it, it reminds us of what um, has happened to us. But I also think there's that assurance in the sense of um, as we as we look and see, yes, a baby being baptized and recognize their helpless state. Uh, and yet it's it's God's work. Um, we're reminded um, and a, of our helpless state and what God has done. And that assures us that I think our salvation um, is not based on anything that we that we have done, that we will do, that we're going to do in the future, that we're doing right now, um, no matter what we're struggling with or, or what's good in, in our life, it's it's about God and his work um, in our life. So it assures us that God loves us. He's going to sustain us, keep us to the end completely. It's and we, need, and we, need, we, re, we need reminded of that, don't we? Completely. All the time, yeah. Yeah, very much so. So baptism, hopefully... I think we've covered or trying to this sort of as simply as possible. So what are sacraments? Whether a means of grace, or the way by which God reminds us of his gospel and to strengthen us. And baptism does that. It's a real sort of visual aid of what it means to be a child of God uh, in the hands of God, um, kept by God. Um, but what about the Lord's Supper? How is the Lord's Supper a sacrament? Yeah, well, not unlike baptism in that in, as we partake, as the spirit works in us, um, that there is still that assurance that there's that perseverance. Even doing that as the community, there's very much that aspect of um, of being God's people in this. Um, and I think the Lord's Supper maybe is possibly easier to see how because we partake in it. A uh, all of us, we it's not something we observe necessarily, but we are actually physically eating that that idea of being spiritually nourished as as our bodies are nourished. Um, that there's a spiritual feast. And what is happening that God is blessing and nourishing us through the sacrament of partaking in the Lord's Supper. And, and this is what Christ himself has ordained. And, and yes, there's maybe an act of, of remembrance, but looking ahead to, to what, what this means Christ has done in us and through us and for us. And even looking ahead to the marriage feast of the Lamb, that as we mm-hmm. do this now with one another, um, it is so that one day we will we will be at this marriage feast with the Lamb that that we will be together in, in perfection um, at the ultimate feast. So it's it's maybe just a like a glimpse of what's to come, um, and and that should excite us, that should encourage us, that should help us in our perseverance as God works in us and through us by by these means of grace. Great, yeah. Well, you both mentioned in terms of sort of the corporate element of them do you want to talk about that a little bit why is the corporate element of of the sacraments important yeah well i think um i think with baptism uh, part of baptism is that we are entering into a community of believers um, Mm -hmm. uh, and so whenever we we see uh, a a baptism whenever um there's a baptism in in our service um that's not something as you've already said john that's just for for the child Mm -hmm. um or even just for the family, um, but there is a commitment um, to the to the body of Christ, to the to the local body of Christ, and so that is something that we all are partaking in. And again, it it is something that is used to remind us 
and assure us in, in our salvation. You know, it's, it's a means of grace um, for, for all of us. Um, I think similarly, similarly, the Lord's Supper, when we uh, gather together, like that's been that's the way it's been instituted, you know, by the Lord to, to gather together, um, that we um, again are feasting on Christ. We're being nourished um, together. And I think one of the beautiful things is, is that you, when you look around and you, you see other people partaking in the, the Lord's Supper, um, these are your brothers and sisters um, in the Lord. Um, yeah, I think is another beautiful aspect. So, yeah, completely. And it, it, yeah, that's right. So it, it, there's a well, there's a corporate aspect to the gospel, isn't there? We're not saved really uh, as ourselves as individuals. We're saved onto a people, into a people of of God, and it's the it's the people of God that are kept. Um, do you know, it's the elect that are kept until Christ returns, or He calls us or calls us home. And it's, it's you know, it's a it's a body of people that we're going to be spending eternity with. Um, we kind of touched on this with the, that's why it occurs in worship, because worship is when, it's the picture of eternity, it's whenever God's people gather before God and they worship him, they're reminded of his grace and they, they praise him uh, accordingly. And, and the sacrament's very much, very much a part of that. In terms of, we talk about it in terms of church, something else I think is important and maybe there's, um, you guys want to, comment on is um we, you know the the westminster going back to the westminster standards they talk about the sacraments being administered by an ordained an ordained person um I, I, we might see that as stifling um we might see that as a bit of a negative but perhaps you could comment on why it is good news or why it is important um that these sacraments are um why that's the case why why we need ordained persons why they need to happen um, sort of with rules and regulations, why they need to happen in a church. What sort of the things that we need to remember when we think about the sacraments in terms of that? Yeah, well, I think that maybe even just on a basic level is that it shows that these are important and serious things um, and not to be taken lightly or not to be abused or mistreated. Um, that this isn't something that we just enter into willy-nilly or, or that anyone at any stage in any place. Um, and that gives authority and even just reassurance that this is um, done rightly, that this is done thoughtfully and um, that not rushed into. So maybe even just on that basic level, I think that's a, it's a comfort and a protection for the church that this is the case, that it is the ordained um, men in, in ministry that are, are doing these things. Yeah, completely. Uh, you know, you talk about a protection there, Leslie Ann, and I think if we correctly understand and recognize um, how important these sacraments are, uh, you know, that they're, they're for our spiritual nourishment, yeah. um, th then I think um, we, we, we want to say that um, the sacraments, that they're not just for, for anyone, um, you know, they are for God's people to partake in um, when they come together. And, and so I think, you know, especially we think about the Lord's Supper, we, we want to be clear in saying and setting out real clear guidelines that, um, this is not just for, for anyone to partake in. It's not just some kind of meal that we do that, you know, seems maybe a bit random, but actually this is for, for Christians, people who um, are, are, are saved um, to be taken for their spiritual nourishment. So I think it comes along with that idea of um, protection. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And, and I suppose it, it's also a response to the preaching of the word. Mm. I mean, this is why we have the sacraments at the end of our services of worship, or at least we ought to, is because they're a, they're a response, they're our way of enacting the gospel that we have just, we've mm. just heard. Um, and the gospel, it sort of sets us up. We, we hear the gospel expounded and um, whenever preaching, you know, we kind of preaching is sort of an easier way for us to understand what happens in the sacraments, because when preaching happens, we feel strengthened, we feel encouraged to go out and live um, for Jesus, to live according to his His rule and his law. Um, but the sacraments are just another way of God to really reinforce that. And they help us respond as a people. Um, again, there, there, there's a real significance in us um, eating and drinking um, the elements of, of the Lord's Supper together. There's a real emphasis on why the Whoever it is being baptized, whether it's a believer or whether it's an infant, a child of believers or unbelieving parent, is at the front, almost in the in the center of our midst. There's a real uh, symbolism to that. There, there's a real sort of yeah corporate response um, that we that 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 comes with with being a worship, with being in God's presence. So I do it. I'm about to move on. Um, where are you? I don't, don't want to do this unless you guys have any other comments. So uh, speak, speak now. Um, <laughs> so we say it because um, it's very hard. We're doing this obviously um, online. It's very hard to see and, and to judge when people need to speak. But um, I'm about to move on because we, we've really set sacraments up really as something really important and really special, um, really vital actually uh, um, to keep us going as Christians. But yet it seems... Um, doesn't even seem the Presbyterian Church uh, recently. The Doctrine Committee said, you know, actually, according to our belief, that that we're not to administer the sacraments, mm. um, and particularly administer the Lord's Supper um, during this time. Uh, and suppose if it is so important, um, if it is vital, then why, why is, why is God doing this? Why has this happened? Um, I don't know if you guys want to shed some light or, or give your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we'd mentioned chatter previously about, you know, not being able to meet corporately mm. together. Um, and as much as, you know, we have the, yes, the digital world and, and lots of things, um, there is a way in which we need to grieve that loss and, we need to ask the question, is this because of something that I have done or maybe not done? Have I taken mm. a church, um, Christianity, corporate worship for granted? Have I mistreated it? Um, and I think the same then applies um, to to the sacraments. Um, there's a pot potentially God's judgment um, on us in which we need to, to ask, um, have we mistreated these? Um, yeah, uh, have we not um, even thought about them mm -hmm. at all? Um, yeah, I think there's questions along those lines that we need to be to be asking ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Um, the idea of have we neglected to partake in them? You know, so if <laughs> do we a uh, sort of slip on at the end of the service in order to avoid, or do we may not even come in those weeks, or certainly do we at the very least not prepare ourselves ahead of taking sacraments? Um, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of self-evaluation um, to be had there, yeah. There's, yeah, you've given a couple of examples of how we might have, how we might mistreat the, the sacraments. Um, uh, and I think it's, maybe it's important for us to maybe push that on a little bit. Alex, I don't know if you have any 
I mean, you're, I think you're right. Um, I think we have to, we have to look at ourselves first and foremost, don't we? Um, uh, and I wonder if, if you have any thoughts on where we may have or how we might be guilty of mistreating the sacraments. Yeah, you know, well, I think we've talked about the sacraments being the means of grace. Um, and so we have talked about how they are you know, signs and pointing us to Christ and what he's done, seals of the, the promises, guaranteeing the promises of what God has for us in Jesus Christ. Um, and so the sacraments are a, a big deal. They're very important. Um, and and I wonder if there that there's a sense in which um, they have been viewed as less than than that, um, as a big deal, as, as vitally important, as ways in which... Um, Christ's people are spiritually nourished. Um, I'm not sure if I'm always thinking along those lines, and I think um, potentially that, that that's a reality, not just for me. Um, I think one of the outworkings then, when, when you don't have a high view of the sacraments, is that you maybe don't even partake in them at, at all. Um, and so I think that is one way, for, for example, in which we can seriously misuse the sacraments is by um, low view, uh, of what they are, uh, and then not even partaking in them, not even seeing them as as important, um, and yet we're saying that they are a means of grace. They are they are a way in which God has ordained, instituted, for us to be um, strengthened, assured, reminded of what Christ has done, um, changed more and more into His likeness. Um, so I think not partaking in them um, with a low view is, is certainly one way in which we've potentially mistreated the sacraments. And we'd hear that we'd hear sometimes them expressed in a sort of low view way. Sometimes you'd hear of particularly baptism described as a secondary issue, um, which is obviously really sad. That's a really yeah. sad thing to hear. Um, mm. One of the two sacraments of our Lord Jesus Christ described in that way. Um, and there, there's reasons for that. I, I acknowledge that, but um, we're not really, we're not helping our people understand the glory of what God has given us. Um, do you know, we're not teaching them a fact of anything where, we're diluting what he has given us. Um, and I think we see that baptism as well. We, we talk about that. We sort of treat baptism as it's not for us. We mentioned it earlier, it's for the child or it's for the family. Um, do you know, pragmatism takes a place and, and it doesn't necessarily have the the place in order of service that it maybe ought to, or it's maybe not necessarily made available to as many of God's people as possible. Um, but I think also Lord's Supper, you know, we're really guilty. Do you know, we've made the Lord's Supper about us. Um, about sort of our sort of interests, you know, sort of thinking about ourselves and, and, yeah. and, and we see that we're really guilty of that. And again, what we've talked about it, when we talked about worship, our sort of, our diminishing view of the local church. Um, and that's probably why we talked about this sort of corporate nature of the sacraments quite a lot in this episode, because, um, you know, we think about, we have sort of a consumerist attitude to church. We'll kind of dip into here and there and we'll go when it sits us and, there's no sort of sense of how we do and what we do edifies our brothers and sisters, um, how it builds them up. And whenever we eat and drink the elements of the Lord's Supper together, we're, we're edifying one another as well, sort of feasting ourselves and, and um, yeah, and sort of building up ourselves. Um, I think there is, we talked about this before, I think there is, we need to, to sort of reflect on the same. And this is actually one of the greatest sadness. Uh, we talked about this again in the lost, grieving the lost church, one of the greatest sadness as we reflect upon 
um, the loss of the Lord's Supper is, is the great irony is that we've lost a means of grace, a means by which we're reminded of what Jesus has done for us, of who we are in him and of how we're secured, we're secured by him. It's actually one of the great ironies and it's very sad, um, really, really sad. Yeah, I think you said, John, it, it is sad and I think we should be deeply saddened that we have lost um, the, the sacraments, um, you know, baptism and the Lord's Supper. Um, they're such uh, amazing ways in which we are reminded of, uh, you know, of what has been achieved for us by God. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I completely agree that there should be a sadness, a grief over um, over losing them. And I think to that end, you know, one of the things I guess I love about the Lord's Supper, and you've mentioned you've mentioned on it already, is is the common before the, the Lord, being reminded of what He's done and being led in repentance of mm -hmm. your your sin, um, you know, throughout that week in ways in which you've. Um, neglected the Lord, ways in which um, you haven't um, lived for him, and to come again um, to him in, in light of repentance and um, yeah, be reminded and assured of everything um, that is that is true for us in the gospel because of Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I think we should be deeply saddened that we, we miss out on these things at this time um, completely. Well, let us address the question I almost posed right at the very beginning. I think the answer is clear. I think we've already addressed it, but let's be absolutely clear. Sacraments are a big deal. The Lord's Supper is a, a big deal. We actually need the Lord's Supper more than ever now. Um, if God is judging this world and, and, and judging his people. Um, so should we, Leslie Ann, be uh, administering the Lord's Supper? Should we be, um, I know you can go online and I know you can buy communion wine and, and, and I know you can read lots of articles You've been telling us you can comment yeah. about that, but um, what do you reckon? Uh, how would you conclude? Yeah, well, in, in light of what we were saying, I think it's a clear no. I think we would say that this is um, a, a means of grace. This is not just a physical or a, a tradition. It, it is actually ordained by Christ himself that we um, receive and experience God's nourishment and, and, and grace through this. So we should not be taking this lightly in the slightest and therefore not trying to replicate or replace that in our homes. Um, and, and yeah, so so I did do a quick internet search and you would have to go through a lot of pages before you'd find anyone saying what we're saying now because otherwise you're getting all these guidelines of, of how to do this. And, and I just fear that that's because people don't grasp the enormity of what it actually is. Um, but no, I, th I, think, I think we'd all agree very, very clearly and very firmly that this is not to be um, replicated or copied or tried to be copied in people's homes with their families. Yeah, again, I would agree for all that we've um, talked about, all the different reasons um, that we've given biblically, theologically, um, corporately when we gather together, why we do what we do with the sacraments, a um, number of reasons, um, that this is a time not to partake in them and uh, protect them in a different way this is a time to grieve yeah. um, the loss of them uh, and to long for, for when we can um, do them do them again and a time to reflect on why we have lost um, these things um, is this potentially the lord's um, judgment because we have neglected them mistreated them in the past not considered them not held them in high high view um, 
I think there's lots of uh, questions for us to to reflect on whilst grieving um, the loss of them at this time. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you both. I'm wary of our time, and, and I actually you said it pretty well there, Paul. But um, I want to finish by quoting Scott Swain, who, well, like I said, I think he summed up well. But this is what he says, and, and this is really he kind of. This is what we've been trying to say. He says, our inability to celebrate the Lord's Supper for a season can only be, should only be, cause for sorrow and tears. For now, we're not able to celebrate this remembrance of the Lord by tasting and seeing his goodness, as described in Psalm 34. But this does not mean we are consigned to a state of utter forgetfulness. No. There is a kind of remembrance that accompanies exiles from the city of God, as described in Psalm 137. The remembrance that leads to faithful tears and that cultivates hopeful longing for restoration. I read about that in Psalms 63 and 143. And it's a remembrance of those who have once tasted and who, by God's grace, know they will once again taste and see the Lord's goodness, whether it is at his table in the covenant assembly at church or at the wedding supper of the Lamb. This is the kind of remembrance that we are called to cultivate in ourselves and in our flocks in this season well we'd uh, wholeheartedly agree with that and i think well there's a lot to, to say and i think there's a lot more to say um lesian mentioned a moment or two ago um that it is hard to uh, come across maybe um uh articles that the sort of state the reform position we recognize that but um if you would like to to dig a little bit deeper into this topic please feel free to get in touch with us mm-hmm. and you'll find our details on the rich hill Presbyterian church uh, website and um, we gladly engage with you a little bit more Definitely. um well done guys that was, uh, was pretty tough uh, we didn't um, but i think we got there and um, <laughs> thank you very much for your your contribution and for your help and um well and thank you to your listeners too for sticking with us and we look forward to uh, speaking with you next time okay thank you bye